The Jerusalem Channel is made possible by viewer support. Thanks for watching. We've come to Sofia, Bulgaria, and behind me is one of the largest remaining synagogues in Europe. We're here to tell a little-known story, the story of how the tiny nation of Bulgaria stood up to the evil tyrant and won and rescued its entire Jewish population. Like most baby boomers of my age, I consider my parents and my British in-laws as part of the greatest generation that was willing to confront evil. The term, the greatest generation, originated from journalist Tom Brokaw's book by that title. He said the people who won World War II were the greatest generation any society has ever produced. These men and women fought not for fame and glory, but because it was the right thing to do. And now it's our turn. We can't let down our children and grandchildren. It's not enough just to sit back and condemn atrocities over and over again. Evil must be confronted and conquered. You see, moral outrage accomplished nothing against the Nazis. Strong, decisive action had to be taken to defeat them. The greatest generation my parents' generation, came to the rescue because they realized evil must be stopped and conquered. In our times, the butchery of victims, such as the Jewish journalist Daniel Pearl and the Catholic journalist James Foley, must provoke from us more than moral outrage. We must stand up and realize that tiny Israel is on the very front lines of this battle against evil in our times. In this program, we want to share an extraordinary incident of which few people are aware. It's the story of how a small nation in Europe stood up and confronted evil. Bulgaria is one of my favorite destinations in Eastern Europe ever since our first open-air gospel outreaches back in the 1990s immediately after Bulgaria was released from the tyranny of communism. We also held lots of meetings in theaters. We had seen great spiritual hunger and many accepting Jesus as I preached among Muslim gypsies near the Turkish border. Today, even though it's one of the poorest nations on the continent, Bulgaria is a member of the European Union and NATO. There's great freedom to share our faith amongst the country's seven million people. But it's Bulgaria's history that I've been researching when I discovered the amazing and heroic story of how the people of Bulgaria saved their entire Jewish population of 50,000 persons from the Nazi Holocaust. And what's really remarkable is that in the Second World War, Bulgaria was on the side of Germany and the Axis powers. Well, I was familiar with the story of Denmark and how that Scandinavian country had managed to rescue up to 8,000 Jews from the Nazi killing machine. 
However, few people know of Bulgaria's exploits to save their Jewish population, a much larger number than the Danes, 50,000 Bulgarians. Keep in mind, the history of the Bulgarian people goes back to the time of the Roman Empire. Bulgaria became a Christian nation in the 9th century. But they've also endured five centuries of Muslim occupation by the Ottomans before becoming independent in the 1870s. I'm also going to tell you the story of an extraordinary rabbi, Rabbi Daniel Zion, a national hero and a forerunner of the second coming of Yeshua the Messiah, the soon coming King of Kings. You don't want to miss this. But first, some background. For decades, all records of the heroic rescue of the Bulgarian Jews were sealed off by the communists in an attempt to prevent glorification of Bulgaria's heroic king during the Second World War, King Boris III. The communists also wanted to cover up the bravery of the Bulgarian Orthodox Church, which had worked hard to protect the Jews. The church, members of parliament, the king and the chief rabbi, all at great personal risk, defied the Germans. Very importantly also, the Bulgarian press was heroic in defying evil. There's documented information that the Jews lived in the Balkan Peninsula six centuries before the Christian era. Most of the Bulgarian Jews were of Sephardic descent, meaning that they had settled in the Balkans after being expelled from Spain in 1492 by the Catholic monarchs, Ferdinand and Isabella. That's why the beautiful chief synagogue in Sofia is the largest Sephardic synagogue in Europe. It's an architectural jewel and well worth a visit, also containing the largest chandelier in Bulgaria. Well, at the beginning of 1943, the Nazis informed the Bulgarian government that all their Jews would be deported to Nazi-occupied Poland. And as the date for the dreaded deportation drew closer, a coalition of 43 parliamentarians registered an official protest. The country's newspapers denounced the deportation. And the patriarch of the Bulgarian Orthodox Church, Archbishop Stefan, or Stephen, actively worked against the deportation. Stephen even issued fake baptism certificates in an attempt to save the Jews. And Bishop Cyril, who headed the Orthodox Church in the Bulgarian city of Plovdiv, threatened to actually lie down on the railroad tracks to prevent the Jews from being deported by train. Like Ruth in the Bible, Bishop Cyril promised his Jewish neighbors, wherever you go, I'm going with you. Cyril visited the Jewish school in Plavdiv where the Jewish families were being detained. And in the presence of the police, Cyril calmed the panic-stricken Jews by saying prophetically, my children, God will not allow this deed to be done. He spoke by faith. And then Cyril told the police chief that if he didn't free the Jews, the churches would shelter them. Cyril also sent a telegram to the Bulgarian king expressing his indignation at the 
anti-Semitic persecutions that were being carried out by the pro-German government. This Bishop Cyril helped to win the first battle against deportation. And by the way, Cyril later became the Bulgarian Patriarch. Everyone knew that deportation meant destruction in the death camps. Since Bulgaria was a German ally, by that time the Bulgarian Jews were already greatly oppressed. Their business activities were restricted, their shops were confiscated, and the Jews were forced to wear yellow stars on their clothing. Mortal danger threatened the Jews as a result of a conference that was held in January of 1942 in Berlin. There Hitler decreed that all Jews had to leave Europe, which was a euphemism for extermination. Israel's enemies today don't talk in such nebulous language. Under German pressure, Jews from Sofia and other cities were rounded up and transferred to the Bulgarian provinces. But finally, under public pressure, and with the little-known influence of Sophia's chief rabbi, the king finally forbade the Jews' deportation. The cost of open resistance was highly dangerous, yet in the end, the Nazis were stretched militarily and they decided to avoid confrontation. Thus, Bulgaria became the only nation in Europe to save its entire Jewish population from the death camps. And King Boris had the distinction of being the only world leader to defy Hitler face to face during the war. Isn't that something? Tragically, the king died under mysterious circumstances in 1943. And his descendants had been involved in legal battles over royal property. So with my husband, we, when we visited the synagogue in Bulgaria's capital, we petitioned the Lord to remember the king's descendants and to remember Bulgaria and to cause that nation to prosper. We based our prayer upon Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3, which promises in the Bible to bless those who bless Israel, the Jewish people. And right now we petition the Father in the name of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, to raise up another fearless generation like the Bulgarians, who will have the strength by God's grace, not just to condemn evil, but to confront evil and terrorism until truth is victorious. Well, nearly 70 years have passed since the Bulgarian Jews were rescued from physical destruction in Hitler's gas chambers. This fact should continue to astonish every honest and unprejudiced person. A small nation struggled against the cruel Nazi machine and managed to save its Jews from death. Bulgaria achieved a remarkable exploit that no other nation in Europe achieved on that scale, except for the small country of Denmark. One night, the Danes evacuated up to 8,000 of their Jews by boats into the safety of neutral Sweden. However, the rescue of a large mass of Jews, almost 50,000 men, women, the elderly, children, was achieved only by the active support of the Bulgarian people. Hundreds of statements, letters, and telegrams were written by all segments of Bulgarian society to government leaders and to the king. These communications were written in the spirit of freedom and in defense of humanity. The people who withstood the fascist elements within the Bulgarian leadership paid a heavy price. 
Fascist leaders in local governments couldn't forgive their fellow townsmen and deputies who had saved the Jews from the death camps. And so when they learned about the release of the Jews, the fascists retaliated with attacks, destruction of property, and many freedom-loving Bulgarians were forced into hiding. The rescue of the Bulgarian Jews from Hitler's death camps is a wreath of glory for the Bulgarian people. But there's a side to the story that's not often told. You see, it wasn't just the Gentile Bulgarians who saved the Jewish people. The chief rabbi was instrumental in saving his own people. And he actually believed in Jesus by direct revelation. In fact, the testimony of Rav Daniel Zion is one of the most remarkable accounts recorded in Jewish history since the Damascus Road experience of that zealous Pharisee, Rabbi Saul of Tarsus, who later, of course, became known as the Apostle Paul. Perhaps no other person in modern times has rocked the Jewish world concerning Jesus, as did Rabbi Zion, with the exception of the intriguing story of the venerable Rabbi Kaduri more recently. Before he died in Jerusalem, Rabbi Kaduri left the name of the Messiah Yeshua in an acrostic message. Rabbi Kaduri died in 2006 at the age of 108. Presently, Rabbi Kaduri's revelations still remain highly controversial. But up to that point, Rabbi Daniel Zion of Sofia, Bulgaria, was the subject of more controversy in synagogues and temples than any other personality in modern Jewish history. Rabbi Zion was born in Bulgaria in 1883 and he died in Jaffa, Tel Aviv, in 1979, at the ripe age of 96. Scores of articles had been written about the Bulgarian rabbi and Nazi protester. Because of his faith in Yeshua, he has been cursed and blessed, denounced and praised. I personally know an Israeli Messianic leader in Tel Aviv, whose mother was led to the Lord through Rabbi Zion, who gave her a New Testament. When Harav Zion passed away in 1979, his casket was placed in the center of the city of Jaffa with a military guard. He was buried with full honors as the chief rabbi of Bulgarian Jews who had saved them from the Nazi Holocaust. Rabbi Zion also happened to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And here is his testimony. According to Rabbi Zion, one morning while he was praying, he was looking at the sunrise when suddenly Jesus appeared to him in a vision. When the same vision occurred three times, Rabbi Daniel turned towards the figure and spoke to him. The figure was scintillating out from the sun and identified himself as Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew. At a website about Rabbi Zion, I found this statement. It's no small thing for a rabbi to receive a vision of the Messiah. The bizarre nature of this vision forced the rabbi to investigate and try to understand what God was saying. At this point, Rabbi Daniel visited the Orthodox Christian patriarch Stephen in Sophia, with whom he had already forged a close friendship. They had a frank discussion about Jesus and about the early church. 
And the patriarch wisely understood the delicate relationship between Jews and Christians. So Stephen encouraged the rabbi to forget about coming over to Christianity and to concentrate just on Jesus. Thus, Rabbi Daniel Zion never officially converted to Christianity. However, he began to believe in Jesus while remaining faithful to Jewish life and to Torah observance. How prophetic is that? Well, each Sabbath afternoon, Rabbi Zion began studying the New Testament with a select small group of Bulgarian Jews in his home who were among the leading members of the Jewish community in Sofia, Bulgaria's capital. Rabbi Zion's faith in Yeshua became a well-known secret, but his position in Bulgarian Jewish community was so honored and his personal services were so highly esteemed that no one openly criticized him. Because he remained within the framework of Orthodox Judaism, he wasn't considered a heretic. But as the chief rabbi and spiritual leader of Bulgaria's Jewish community, he of course became an object of persecution and ridicule by the fascists. As a result of his strong friendship with the head of the Bulgarian church, Patriarch Stephen, Stephen remained a strong advocate of the Jewish community and helped them. Rabbi Daniel Zion had gathered all the Jews in the central synagogue of Sophia, which is the second largest synagogue in Europe. And every Jew in the city came that day to the synagogue to pray against the evil decision of deportation. Very bravely for those dangerous times, Rav Zion led a demonstration in the streets of Sophia against the Jews' deportation. This occurred at about the same time as the uprising in the Warsaw Ghetto. Rabbi Zion was publicly flogged in front of Sophia's great synagogue, and consequently he was sent to an internment camp within Bulgaria. But of course, hallelujah, he survived and eventually made his way to Israel. Here's the amazing thing. When the intense discussions arose about deporting Bulgaria's Jews, Rabbi Zion wrote a letter to the Bulgarian king. He wrote that he had seen Jesus himself in a vision, and the Lord had instructed him to warn the king not to deliver the Jewish people into the hands of the Nazis. Isn't that wonderful? The next day, the king was scheduled to go to Germany for a meeting with Hitler. King Boris had the fear of God upon him because of the rabbi's letter, and, and he stood his ground and didn't submit to Nazi pressure to deliver the Bulgarian Jews to the death camps. Well, the story of the exploits of Rabbi Daniel Zion and his intercessions on behalf of the Jewish people reminds me very much of the story in the Bible of Queen Esther and Mordechai, who saved the Jewish people during the time of the Persian Empire. Although the government of Bulgaria fell to the Russians in 1944, Rav Zion remained the leader and chief rabbi of Bulgaria until 1949, when he and most of the Bulgarian Jews immigrated to Israel. In the port of Jaffa, Rabbi Zion continued to serve the Bulgarian Jews, and he became the chief Sephardic rabbi of Jaffa. In 1954, he was invited to be a Dayan, a judge on the rabbinical court of Jerusalem. But rumors started to fly that he believed in Yeshua. 
So he was confronted by the court. Rabbi Zion explained that he believed Yeshua is Messiah, but that he didn't accept certain aspects of modern-day Christianity as truly representing the teachings and persons of Yeshua. Evidence of his faith was brought before the religious court in four books that he had written in Bulgarian. Accounts of his trial read like something from the book of Acts. The message that Rav Zion gave to Israel's rabbis has been preserved, and I want to read to you. He declared, I know that according to your knowledge and ideas, I go a wrong way when I accept Jesus as Messiah and Redeemer. Before the witness stand of heaven, I told you that I prayed to the Lord with tears and fasting for many years that he should lead me in the path of righteousness. I spoke to you about the wonderful way in which he revealed himself to me, not once, but many times. And you replied that all of this was my imagination and illusion. Please forgive me when I say that the imagination is with you, gentlemen, and the true and real things appear as illusions to you. By him I have been guided for years, and he leads me on the path of righteousness. Therefore I tell you, even if I were the only one to believe in Jesus as Messiah, I would not consider that to be an imagination. But now I see millions of men acknowledge him among them even thousands of highly educated Jews. Some rabbis also believe in Jesus as Messiah. So if you, dear rabbis, would pray to God with your whole heart and read the New Testament thoughtfully, approaching this book and the Messiah Jesus with reverence, I am convinced that God would also open your eyes. Jesus did nothing but good. He called Israel to repentance and to the kingdom of God. He did many signs and wonders as no prophet has ever done before him. He wished to unite the people, that they should love each other and also their enemies. Thus, he wished to build a bridge between Israel and the nations. Although the Jerusalem court stripped Rav Zion of his rabbinic title, the Bulgarian Jewish community continued to honor him as their spiritual leader. Rabbi Daniel Zion wrote hundreds of songs about Yeshua the Messiah, about the Sabbath, and the good life. As far as we know, Rabbi Zion was also the first rabbi to testify of his faith in Yeshua on Kol Yisrael, the official radio of the State of Israel. According to a transcript of that broadcast, he said, and I want to quote that, more than 20 years ago, I had the first opportunity of reading the New Testament. It influenced me greatly. I always regretted that Yeshua the Messiah has been estranged from the community of Israel. I must confess that my position as a rabbi didn't allow me in my office to come out openly before the world to confess and declare the truth until God in his mercy set me free from all fear. But he added very importantly, don't think that I've left my Judaism. On the contrary, he said, I have remained Jewish, and I have become more Jewish because Yeshua himself remained Jewish. Rabbi Zion continued to officiate in Jaffa until 1973. 
It's said that he didn't preach Yeshua openly from the pulpit, yet he would often weave stories and parables from the New Testament into his sermons. Each Shabbat afternoon, Rabbi Zion would bring home a group of fellow worshipers, and they would study the New Testament until they returned to the synagogue for evening prayers. Rabbi Zion was reportedly offered money by missionary societies for the use of his name and testimony. However, he didn't want to destroy his reputation within Israel for the sake of money. So if anyone gave him free will donations with no strings attached, he would accept offerings and then pass them on to charities. He lived a life of voluntary poverty so the Lord's reputation wouldn't be tarnished. Truly, Rabbi Zion conducted himself with much wisdom and was like a Moses to his generation. After the war, he realized that the only place of sanctuary for the redemption of the Jewish people was in the Jewish homeland. So standing before the Bulgarian Jews in Sophia, he said, My brothers and sisters, we're now going to make mass aliyah, immigration to Israel. We're going to leave Europe and the diaspora to come up to the land of Israel. We will ascend to our destiny. And the Bulgarian Jews followed their deliverer in mass. A community had been spared by a miracle, and they happily, like sheep, followed their dear rabbi to the promised land. And in Israel, the Messianic rabbi, Daniel Zion, was also used by God as a forerunner to announce Yeshua's soon-coming second appearance. I think this is all so amazing. So I hope you've enjoyed this special Bulgarian edition of Exploits. Thank you for spending part of your day with me. We're surely living in Messianic times, and so I invite you to keep up with prophetic events by visiting our website at exploits.tv. And at our website, you'll find daily news stories, features, information about our prayer conferences in Israel, and you can also watch our previous videos online 24-7. And you can click online to receive our free color newsletter, Exploits. So reminding you always to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I'm Christine Dark, contending for the faith. Shalom. Psalm 122 commands us to pray for the peace of this city, and it promises that all who love Jerusalem shall prosper. The Jerusalem Channel gives you the opportunity to be a watchman upon the walls 24-7, and we have available to you more than 100 videos that are absolutely free online to everybody in the world. But we need you to be one of the supporters. We need you to be a watchman for the Jerusalem Channel and to surround us with your love and prayers. If you're watching from the United States, please know that your donation is tax deductible. And if you are a viewer and one of our watchmen in the United Kingdom, we are a registered charity and that helps us so much when you support us. In the meantime, we invite you to come up to Jerusalem and keep the festivals of the Lord with us and to be part of our prayer conferences. Support the Jerusalem Channel as you pray for the peace of Jerusalem and love this city. God, I'm sure, is well pleased.
I'm Christine Darg, wishing you shalom and peace from the city of the great king.